Hello and welcome to Deathropology, no longer brought to you by Radio DePaul. The show has officially ended as of last week on the 9th, and I thought it would be fun to do a final bonus episode talking about the work that's done behind the scenes. Originally, I had recorded a bunch of different audio on different days, and then when I tried to piece it together, it just didn't sound right. So I'm just recording it again, and I'm also listening to Jeffrey's commentary, and I'll be sort of adding onto his points as well throughout all of this. The first thing I wanted to do for this episode, though, was to break down the different components of your average death anthropology episode. And basically, it goes from creating ideas to putting together the outline, finding sources, figuring out intermissions, and then there's some social media stuff, which we'll get to later. But that's the main gist of the order of how an episode is put together and how the show has been put together. I'll probably go into more detail as Jeffrey is talking. The way he recorded was more episode by episode, but I'll be adding notes about the process throughout the rest of the recording. Hello, welcome to the final episode of Defropology. I'm one of your hosts, Jeffrey, and I'm excited to go over some of the behind the scenes of the show and just some of my overall favorite moments. I'm kind of going to go over like in the episodes, like my highlight episodes personally, throughout like chronological order. And I'll also be giving some behind the scenes tea on like episodes we scrapped and stuff like that. So, and like bloopers and stuff. Um, the first episode I want to talk about is actually the pandemic part one and part two. This is kind of where everything started, you know. Um, so if you guys don't remember, I think we talked about this really early on um, during the podcast, is that Misha and I were both part of the same frat, actually. And it was just a five a pie. It was an honor frat on DePaul campus. And I remember we were in a random Discord chat one day. And I think Misha just like brought up the idea that, you know, she wanted to start, she wanted to join Radio DePaul because our mutual friend, Nat, was a manager at Radio DePaul at the time. And you guys probably remember her. She was in another episode I'm going to talk about in a second. And yeah, that kind of just birthed this amazing thing within this podcast, you know, and just so many great things have happened for it. With these two topics, Pandemic Part 1 and Part 2, it was very heavy because we we know we filmed these episodes during the pandemic and it was a very scary time for everyone. And, you know, we were all just thinking about what could happen and there was the people who were like anti-vax at the time and there was the very, you know, there was just so much going on between the two. Like people weren't believing in science. People weren't wearing masks. It was a little daunting taking that on in our first episode because people could consider it, I guess, a controversial topic at the time. And I was just so amazed by how much good reception we got for the first two episodes. For that, I'm forever grateful. And then let's talk about our Disney deaths episode, which... Fun fact, I remember Misha was not the most pumped for this one because, you know, Misha does not watch Disney movies. I think she she definitely mentioned it during the episode. So this is the first episode we had a featured guest on. Thank you, Nat. Um, if you guys don't remember Nat, she was a promotions manager at Radio DePaul. And yeah, we, she's definitely a friend of the show. That was a lot of that. And I think this is the first episode that I like kind of put the idea on. Like this was kind of my brainchild and I don't know. I just loved it. Like, you know, all the weird things with Disney, about Walt Disney behind the scenes, why Disney kills so many parents. It was just a very fun topic to explore. It's definitely like a top, maybe not 10, but definitely a top 20 episode for me. So um, next, this was an official episode, but uh, the, your host, Misha and Jeffrey, did, uh, did get to interview an amazing queer Australian singer named Veta Bourne on um, DePaul. We also wrote, it was our first article was for Veta Bourne and 
it was just a very awesome interview. I'm so proud how we handled it. You know, it was great all the all around. It was our first time interviewing someone, you know, for the show. And I was just happy how well it went. We got asked so many amazing questions about Veta. She was such a great person to interview. And I still I still listen to her music. I still listen to Kissing Strangers all the time. I remember during filming it, like there was all this noise outside of my apartment. So like I was making frantic eyes and Misha and Misha really held down the fort. So glad she's my co-host for this. Another great episode we did was um, the epics of true crime. This one got a lot of views. I remember that, you know, this one was never kind of a little bit controversial because true crime is such an ingrained thing. I feel like in American culture now, you know, everyone like talks about serial killers. I feel like everyone talks about Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, like a lot of women especially watch true crime and you know even though i'm not a personal fan of how a lot of true crime handles it i do think there can be ethical ways to do true crime it's just usually done unethically so it was a hard episode to talk about because there's just such a big audience you know for true crime and trying to be respectful discussing it you know without hurting people's feelings i do know like women watch true crime so they can be more aware of their surroundings because you know women sadly are the victim of a lot of um true crime in the world unfortunately you know and it was definitely an episode i'm proud that we tackled on the show i think we brought up a lot of great discussion at the time oh my god another episode that i personally loved was um the danganronpa special which i can say was kind of our first i don't know not, maybe not crap post but you know just whatever goes for different apology when we just want a fun episode and I feel like a lot of our audience was not going to get it, but we actually got decent views on that special, surprisingly, you know. I'm still a huge fan of the Danganronpa franchise, and I still watch fan gans and everything. I love Danganronpa. Wear Danganronpa shirts. So proud of that episode. So much fun to make, you know. Misha and I just had all these, like, things written in the notes, I remember, and we were just having the best time talking about it at the time. And it's still a topic we talk about, like, all the time, even though she's not as into it anymore as I am. But it's still a fun thing to talk about with us. Yeah, for me, Danganronpa was something that I got into during the pandemic and sort of fell out of as things have gone in person more. Um, but I remember when we were doing that episode, it was our first sort of dipping our toes into doing a more fun episode, and yet it was still death-related by the end of it. So, yeah, that was a fun episode. Uh, another great episode, and this one was also, I believe my brainchild was the Doomsday Planning episode. I think, yeah, this is the one that we talked about the CDC when the CDC dropped the zombie guide, like how to handle, like how to survive a zombie apocalypse, like CDC edition. This one was a lot of fun. You know, I'm a huge person. I love the Doomsday prepping shows. I used to watch all those on A&E and all of them. And, you know, it's definitely a culture I'm fascinated by. I don't know if I could ever be a hardcore prepper, but it's definitely a community to watch if you're looking for entertainment. You know, there's a lot of cool people in the community. I definitely think there, there is stuck up people, but I do think there's genuine helpful people. If any of you are interested, which I think it's an important topic to talk about with climate change and, you know, the crisis we're all facing. I do think it's a topic that people need to start discussing more, you know, having backup generators after what happened in Texas, you know, knowing the different ways to grow a garden. Like these are all skills that I think are going to be valuable in the future that a lot of us don't know now. So I really just love that episode. I think that's definitely a top 10 episode for me personally. Um, the next episode I want to talk about is the one of our scrapped ones, unfortunately, basic death symbolism. That was going to be our 11th episode, but we had to scrap it because I felt we felt like all the symbolism everyone already knew about and it was it was being very redundant to do it. 
And also, like, it wasn't just that interesting. Like, at first, we thought, well, it was interesting, but there was just so much to cover. And we didn't want this being a two or three parter, I remember. And there's like a lot of misinformation with some of the symbolism. And while it was interesting, it just, we didn't feel like it could fill a 30 minute episode, honestly. Or if we did commit to it, we would probably have to do more than one part. And it's just something that we, we didn't end up being interesting. And in, unfortunately, though, we did talk about some aspects of this episode and other things later on. Like, I feel like this episode kind of inspired other episodes. So at least it had some purpose, I guess, being mentioned here. Yeah, as an added note to why we didn't end up doing this one is because our like part twos, threes, fours never ever performed as well as our part ones. People, I guess, just don't want to commit to more than one part of something, which fair enough. I mean, we did plan for it to be a half hour show instead of an hour show, and sometimes I wonder if it would have been better as an hour show, or if that would have just been like so much more additional stress on Jeffrey and I that it wouldn't have been worth it. And I tend to lean in that direction because even putting together 30 minutes worth of stuff to talk about every week, basically like doing this was assigning both of us like a co-authored essay added onto all of our regular schoolwork. I didn't really anticipate just how much work the show would be really early on. Um, oh, so we have to go over another two-parter, which was Famous Deaths and Their Effects and Famous Deaths Part 2. The first one did well, the second one bombed on views. Um, but I enjoyed doing this episode, though it was a little bit of a hard topic because, you know, a lot of people tragically died young, so it was a bit of a heavier tone episode. I remember there was so much research we did. We, did, we went through so many different celebrity deaths and, like, the... And it was a very hard making these lists because we felt like we were excluding people who didn't deserve to be excluded. And we were, there's just so many people you could, you could put on these lists and we didn't want to feel like anyone was less special because they weren't mentioned, but you know, it was a good episode. I really enjoyed filming them. Yeah. Another episode I want to talk about. Oh, we did do pandemic part three. I'm not going to really go into that one. Oh, another fun episode we had was <laughs> making our deaf recommendations episode. That was episode 16. And I remember we were struggling for a bit to come up with our list because it was kind of a broad topic, you know. And I think we ended up calling it defamations and we were just all like, you know, what what would, you know, be appropriate? What would be good things? Like, do we want a lot of educational content? Do we want just stuff that we enjoy? And, you know, I feel like the episode came out as a mixed bag for us both. Like, you know, educational stuff was there, stuff that entertained us that had to do, like, death was involved heavily. You know, I am glad we did the episode because I got a lot of good recommendations on Amisha's list, and I hope you guys got some out of both of our list. Um, oh, another episode that we did was Atapophobia, the fear of being buried alive, which this one was a gnarly one to film. You know, every time we do a phobia episode, I feel like I'm learning so much from reading psycholo like psychological surveys and what makes people get diagnosed with these certain things. And I remember the Atapophobia one. I don't think I have it because it's not a fear I have, but I know that I would feel so unpleasant being buried alive like that is something that would I would not be a good person under pressure to be like buried alive. I don't think a lot of people would be but oh another one of my favorite episodes was um history of Halloween so history of Halloween was so much fun to write about I loved writing that script everything about it all the history I had a, a lot of disinformation where a lot of the his, Halloween history came from 
like learning the different costume aspects, where it actually came from in Europe, the different ways people celebrated it, how it transformed from like a pagan thing to like, you know, it's, it's just so cool. It's such a good episode. Yeah, and I didn't realize this until I became the podcast director this past year, but uh, the 100th episode of the Radio DePaul podcast is another like history of Halloween episode. So if you liked our episode on it, definitely go give the Radio DePaul, the Radio DePaul podcast version a listen. Uh, uh, another episode we didn't do, I'm actually 100% sure what we scrapped this, but it was our funeral playlist. I think maybe we struggled just coming up with it. Or maybe it was even too morbid for us. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Misha can commentate on that one. Um, if I remember right, we didn't end up doing this episode because it would have just taken too much time. We probably would have had to do it as a two-parter, like one half hour for my stuff and one half hour for Jeffrey's stuff because there would not only be our songs, but there would also be the intermission ad as well as our commentary in between those songs. And that just takes up a lot more time than you would think. And so we just decided against it. And there's also a handful of episodes that we don't have up because like copyright stuff that are just our music for like a half hour and we did those on weeks when we were just really swamped with work and those are basically our funeral playlists and we still have our spotify up if you want to listen to all of our intermission songs as it goes but yeah i think that's why one of the episodes i actually don't enjoy in retrospect and it was actually an episode i planned unfortunately is how episode 19 the fan of tourism and human zoos came out Unfortunately, it's just one of those episodes where I felt like the topic should have been separated and given their own episode. And even though Human Zoo does go with fan of tourism, it, I feel like it deserved more time than it got on the episode. And so to me, it's just not a favorite episode anymore just because of that oversight. So I do apologize for that. Oh, yeah. In episode 20, we actually interviewed each other like death um, related questions, which that was another one of uh, our great ideas. I never. Misha was talking about Deaf Cafe a lot, and this was kind of an alternative to Deaf Cafe with just us two, and it, it was a good time, you know, I learned a lot about Misha, I feel like Misha learned a lot about me, and I feel like the audience learned a lot about us too, so, and I feel like it's important that we did this episode, because our show is all about, you know, helping people with deaf, deaf anxiety, ensuring that you can have these conversations, like, in public, and it be okay, and not be judged, I think that was such a good, good episode, I do think that's top 10 worthy as well. I feel like I keep adding a few too many additions, maybe, but yeah, I had taken uh, Health 341, Death and Dying, around that time the interview episode came out, and one of our assignments during that class was to hold uh, something called Death Over Dinner, and it's linked on our sources page, actually, and essentially, like, it's mediated by somebody who has, like, done this before, and you talk about different things that you would want for your own death planning or different things that you've been going through like grief wise and things like that where it's not really like a therapy obviously but it's being able to open up with people that you're close with share a meal together and talk bluntly about death planning essentially and i really liked how it went in class so i wanted to extend it to you know, somebody that I was actually close with rather than my 
classmates who I honestly can't remember at this point. So that was that episode. Okay, so the next episode I want to cover is actually the Deaf Planning with um, Craig Klugman episode and also our personal Craig Klugman interview. Those were both awesome, awesome interviews. And these, um, this one was definitely Misha's idea. I had so, I had so, so much fun during these interviews with Professor Klugman. I learned so much. I thought the Deaf Planning was so helpful for our audience since our show is so deaf and funeral um, industry focused. That was just a great way for people to know what their options are, what they should have prepared in case they do die stuff to help their relatives with the process, you know, like organ donation. We talked about a lot of different stuff on that episode. And then the personal interview was great because, you know, it told people like how you could become like a bioethicist, like um, Professor Krogman was, or how you can get more involved in the deaf industry. It's just very interesting to learn about him. He's a very interesting person. Um, I never, And also he became like a local DePaul celebrity during the COVID pandemic. So it was a great time to talk to someone of his caliber. Another episode I want to talk on, which was my idea, was the Bianca's Law episode about um, the poor Bianca Devins, who was um, unfortunately murdered by a um, a stalker or a fan of hers, uh, whatever you want to call him. And it was such a big case because her mother has been pushing this bill for change to help, um, you know, prevent further tragedies similar to this. If you guys don't remember, Bianca's Law actually uh, was made to criminalize the posting, sharing, or publishing of personal images of intent to degrade or abuse under certain circumstances, which that was awesome. It actually got passed last year in January, which I don't remember if you covered that. So yeah, that's awesome news about that episode and a nice update for that story. Um, Another episode that I'm very um happy that we did, that me and Misha talk about this episode all the time, is Precious Moments. I've had fans who like watch the show that I actually knew that I know that talk about their precious moments episodes. Like every time I go to first I see a precious moment things I think of our episode. So I definitely think it helps with our brand recognition a bit. I'm still a bit sad that we never actually got to do our precious moments trip that we were planning to do, but maybe one day we'll go to the precious moment church. You know, that's that's still in the works, hopefully. And that was just such a fun episode to make. I remember looking at all the precious moment dolls and talking about the different stuff behind the scenes. It was just such an interesting topic. I'm really sad about that too. I am dying to go to Carthage and do all of that because actually one of my finals that I wrote recently was about precious moments and I got to sort of indulge in that again and I started by using sources from this episode and like built out to the more academic sources from there. But it was nice to already have had that background to use as the foundation for that essay. And I found out like so much more information since that death or apology episode that, you know, there could probably be like an entirely separate podcast just dedicated to precious moments. But I I don't know if I really want to commit to that, to be honest. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, an unfortunate episode that we had to record was the 27 Club episode. That was not because it's bad. It was just such a heavy topic. You know, so many young, talented people passed tragically. So that was a heavy topic. Um, we did it Easter and Dante's Inferno episode featuring Nat Washer, which, oh, I, yeah, that was a fun episode learning all about Easter and learning. I'm a big fan of Dante's Inferno. So it was, it was two things that were just fun to talk about. And also having Nat on is always a plus. On our next episode, I want to talk about, um, this one was kind of an out there one for us because 
I think a lot of people would make the connection with exotic pets and death, but exotic pets actually cause a lot of bad things because a lot of them are wild caught. So it'll cause a lot of them to die in captivity, spread diseases, unfortunately, and they lead to a lot of species to remain endangered because they're overcaught. Happened with the Finding Nemo movie. I was happy to do the episode, but I remember people like climb up to me like, I'm like, I never really made that connection. So I was kind of happy to bring up like weird topics that are death adjacent that a lot of people don't think are. So I thought Exotic Pets was a good episode to do that with. So this next episode that Jeffrey's going to be talking about was one of his solo episodes. And conceptually, we wanted to do solo episodes pretty early on as more of a fail-safe than a regular segment that we would do. Just sort of like, well, if I was ever sick, Jeffrey could talk about, you know, Midsummer. Or I know at one point he wanted to do an episode about John Green books, and I wouldn't really want to do that personally. Um, and if he were sick, I could do an episode about My Chemical Romance or one of my favorite video games, Off, which I've wanted to do an episode about, but I don't know if I could really like write it all out and do it justice in the way I would personally like to. But anyways, yeah, we ended up doing the solo episodes once per term more for fun than for a failsafe or sickness. I can't remember when that switch was made exactly. And it might have actually been made when one of us was sick, and I just can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, originally there weren't going to be any solo episodes early on, because I remember also being pretty insecure really early on with the anthropology if I could talk for a full half hour straight on my own every single week. And that's where Jeffrey came in. Yeah, anyways, listen to him talk about Midsummer. Um, I remember when I talked about the Midsummer episode, oh my god. I fell in love with that movie, and I was so happy to talk about that film. I still have a lot of strong feelings on it. Definitely one of my favorite Ari Aster films. It's a must-see if you're into horror, but there is a lot of triggering stuff, so definitely look into the material before you watch it. One of my favorite episodes was episode 35 of Bury Your Gaze, which Chef's Kiss episode, probably number three or two. Definitely a one to you can re-listen to. It's so much fun. We go into well, not fun for the gays, sadly, but as a as a as a LGBT, it's so much fun, like just talking about the topic because it's it validates your feelings as someone who's seen this happen time and time again. It's so cathartic to talk about it. How much like <laughs> the one gay character dies in media or they don't get their happy ever after compared to everyone else, and it's it's a very sad situation. Another episode that I really, really, really liked were our Free Potter vampire series. You know, we went into the vampire folklore. We went into the vampire community. And then we took a vampire test. Like, what more could you want from Jeffropology? Okay, so this is some behind the scenes here with this episode. Misha and I really still want to interview the guy who does the vampire dentist. And we also want to go to one of those events. So if we ever do, like, a re-anniversary re episode, that would probably be it. Or the... um. Precious Moments Church, the Precious Moments Church, if you ever go there, the chapel. I also really wanted to interview the guy who does the dental stuff, so yeah, I'm definitely down to do that. Um, An episode I also like talking about, this was kind of a more centered me, recent political deaths as a former poli-sci guy, I really gotta show my chops here a bit. But you know, I don't, this episode didn't do that well, and I get why, because you know, a lot of people are tired of talking about politics, which I understand because of the last presidency, so 
you know, it was fun for me to talk about. I guess it wasn't fun for everyone else to do. So the next episode I want to talk about is when we reviewed the book, We're Glad You're... Uh, I'm glad, sorry, I'm glad My Mom Died by Janet Curdy. That was such a good book to read. Like, ugh, I had so much fun doing that episode with Misha. It was a book that I had been looking forward to for such a long time. And finally, I got two copies because Amazon had to repay for me for order. So I got another order. So both me and Misha got copies of the book because of Amazon screw up. So that was good. That was such a great memoir to read although it was very heavy and some very heavy but as someone who really admired iCarly and loved Sam Puckett as a character it gave me so such an insight into the actress and her life and how childhood fame can really hurt someone and how you know the people who supposed to love you the most can really hinder our growth um another fun episode is Capital Because Media because me and Misha have been complaining about all the sequels and remakes and just the, the media industry not letting things die when they need to, and it just ruins the legacy of franchises. And I think we're really seeing that today with Disney Plus, like Disney and everything. It's just too much. Never fun episode is we had a special guest for our veganism episode 43 with Emmanuel. That was a fun, fun, fun episode. I loved that episode. So much stuff I learned, you know, about being vegan. You know, I, or I knew some stuff because I watched um, a couple YouTube channels like Unnatural Vegan and, um, no, it's stuff I'm interested in. I don't know if I could ever personally go vegan, but I respect the hell out of people who do. Um, Our first, like, fan of tourist episode is when we visited Graceland for episode 44. That was such a fun day. I remember it was so nice when we went. There were so many animals. Misha showed me all the sites because Misha had been before. It was such a good time. I loved looking at, the, like, the little pond they have there. It was a great walk there. It wasn't terrible to Uber there. Um, Great time. Would recommend going to Graceland. I want to add here that I really loved doing the cemetery visit episodes as well, especially because it was a nice progression for the show, just from like a narrative arc perspective of being like a three hour drive away from each other throughout the pandemic to finally being able to do more in person, like hands on kind of stuff for the show is really was a lot of fun and was really meaningful for me in that sense. Alright, so I think the funniest blooper happened on episode 45 of Halloween all ABO about blood, where I actually ordered like blood testing kits to see what our blood types were. And you have to take like a fingerprint and you put blood. Well, my dumb self pricked it, my pinky, which was not a good idea because it basically wasted a blood kit. <laughs> so unfortunately, I screwed that up. Like it barely bled at all. So it closed up so soon. Misha's worked though, thankfully. Um, a never fun episode that I really liked was my bad endings episode, although I don't think they got that many views. I love bad endings in movies and visual novels, especially because I'm such a visual novel nerd that it was such a to- it was a topic that I had been waiting and sitting on to talk about. Yeah, after the bad endings episode was my solo episode about the Brobecks, and I'm really surprised that that one got like a lot of reception, but I also think that's because that was around when I started posting our episodes on Tumblr, and Tumblr has like a decent amount of people that are interested in the Brobex and in Dallin Weeks in general as like a guy. Um, <laughs> but I will say I am slightly annoyed because every time that I've checked the analytics for uh, for Death Apology lately, the Brobex episode has been the most popular. And, like, it's conflicting because I'm glad it got good reception, but that's not what our show is about, right? As much as I branded it as sort of like, oh, the Brobex died, and then I don't know how sort of, like, 
rose out of the grave or whatever. It was sort of a two-parter in that sense. Yeah, it's just, I'm kind of annoyed that that ended up being our most popular episode. Um, oh, another good episode was us filling out our advanced directives. That was just such an informative episode. And, you know, we found all the paperwork online. So I know you all can do it too if you're motivated and we have it in our sources. I was someone who didn't fill out their advanced directive and I did theirs. So it was such a good feeling to do it. Never heard an episode of Lushing Compass, though. It wasn't as great in retrospect. I think I really hyped it the first time we watched it, you know? And looking back at it, it wasn't as good as I remembered, unfortunately, but it was still a fun, fun, fun review. You know, I had a lot of fun filming that one. An episode I also liked was the proto-natalism episode, sorry, where we talked about the new eugenics. We talked about, like, Elon Musk and all these rich people who were trying to push that only, like, the elite should have children. It's a topic I found out about from watching um, Ready to Glare on YouTube, and it was something I kind of became passionate about because, no, there's a lot of bioethicists talk about our population control and it does scare me to think that we could have a future where the elites are regulating how much the populace can have even though like i do think people should have less kids i also don't think it should be like elites should have a bunch of kids like i don't believe in that um another episode i really liked was the tocophobia episode about the fear of pregnancy as a man like i had really zero idea like kind of out of my depth so i, I had to do a lot of research to kind of think about you know it like that from that perspective yeah, the pronatalism and tocophobia episodes are sort of like a part one and part two, just not packaged in that way. And it was originally Jeffrey's idea, and I was really interested in it, and I had went down a good amount of rabbit holes, and actually, at one point I emailed somebody who was like a hard pronatalist type of person, they were a venture capitalist person i don't want to say their name because i used a fake name to contact them and i thought that was really interesting to communicate and to see like that type of person that's so detached from what a regular person's life is like and like looking at their perspective on you know who should reproduce and when was just really odd especially because like, I know a lot of people my age are mostly worried about having kids because of, like, the climate crisis. And we didn't really touch on that as much as maybe we could have. But it's just sort of another aspect there of how detached rich people are. Never great episode was the Unification Church, because that's such a big thing in Korea. So I really want to touch on it because it's such a large organization, even though it's kind of fallen in shambles in recent time because with the with the, the schism between the mother and the son another great episode was of course organ donation it's such an important episode um you know everyone should be an organ donor if you can a great episode also was the um sugar episode which took us a while to film you know we kept pushing it off kept pushing it off and finally that came that was a great episode because sugar causes so much environmental destruction have no idea and there's so much healthier alternatives that are also better for the environment so i'm glad we did that one yeah and i think i mentioned it in the episode itself why i wanted to do the sugar episode and also why it was put off by so much but i also wanted to add the extra little tidbit that the first week we were supposed to air the episode it um wasn't saved by the archive player there was a technical error with it that week well, that weekend, actually, where I tried to save it and I couldn't. 
So there are technically two versions of the sugar episode, but one of them is completely lost to time. So that's, I guess, some trivia. An episode I also really liked was um, our 61st episode, which was our two-year anniversary of visiting Rose Hill. I had a great time meeting uh, Misha's uh, godmother. Such a great time there. Our visit was a lot shorter than Graceland, you know, behind the scenes, but it was such a, still a good time. It was very hot that day, so we were trying to be outside all day. Um, I loved the last doctor book, fell in love with that book, had a great time reading about all the different stories and all the patients. I loved, of course, talking about Twilight. You know, I did that episode. I still love Twilight. Loved dancing at the pity party. Although it was super funny because me and Misha found out that she had a colored comic book. And I had the 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 Kindle black and white version, so I had no color. So <laughs> I feel like I missed out a lot. So I'm gonna have to reread it with color soon. So yeah, that's kind of all the books I want to, the highlights I want to talk about. Um, so for hiding the tea, how do we research these episodes? You may be wondering. Well, me and Misha do like a mix of using the DePaul databases. I use Google Scholar and I use different news sources to find the information for the articles. Then it's like, sometimes we do it last minute. Sometimes we take a couple of days if it's like a research heavy topic and, you know, we form the outline to cover. Then we highlight what part each, what like, which one each of wants to say. And, you know, we always have a fun fact ready to go each week. And, you know, we rotate the song choices each week. You know, we have a pretty good system when it comes to, you know, writing episodes and coming with, like, um, when we're coming up with ideas, we would do like every couple of weeks, we would do a brainstorming session and come up with a bunch of episodes. You know, episodes we've wanted to do, episodes that we thought like, you know, it could be like ones that weren't maybe lost research, more research heavy ones. So, all right. Yeah. So, going into more depth about our process, I don't really know how interesting this might be to you guys, but essentially, I think even before Jeffrey came on to the show, I had created the like master list spreadsheet. It has different tabs for our episodes, the episode ideas our social media management. There's also a tab for potential research links. There was at one point a tab for music and only I used that to keep track of which songs were and were not explicit on Spotify for me because not all of them are marked with the little E. Learned that the hard way. And there's also a miscellaneous tab which is the one that I've been using more recently to keep track of our episode rankings. I think I recorded in October, April, and May, what our episodes were. And like Anchor just does this thing where it automatically ranks your episodes by how many listens they have and the retention for those episodes. If there's like an equal amount of listens to two episodes, they'll put the one with more retention on top, obviously. And yeah, the ideas tab was really useful just at the beginning for getting stuff in writing. There are a lot of topics that we haven't covered because death is such a broad topic. I think if I were to do this project again, like if I could visit my past self and lecture her, I would tell her to choose something even more specific within death, right? Another thing I wanted to talk about a little bit and I mentioned it in one of my like really early on recordings for the behind the scenes stuff was the social media and how messy it was because coming up with the logo was actually pretty easy. There were a few previous iterations before getting to the one that we've had this whole time, but I think once I put together like our public facing logo, it was pretty like obvious that, that would be our thing, right? 
Uh, I remember I experimented with a few different, like, Instagram, like, third-party sites that were supposed to schedule your posts for you and, like, queue them up, and they didn't really work, or they wanted you to, like, start paying after, like, five posts or something, and I thought that was not really something I wanted to do, quite honestly. The only real investment into the show was getting this microphone that I'm speaking to you with right now. Um, and other than that, there wasn't really any other monetary investment, and I kind of wanted it to stay that way. I never really saw this becoming like a big thing. And yeah, that's why the Instagram didn't really end up being as well managed, especially because I'm just so not used to like not having a queue and having to post when you have to post. I grew up with Tumblr. I still use Tumblr and it has a queue system, it has a schedule system. It's so nice and so organized and I could just, I'm not an Instagram person. Sorry. I'm also not really great at designing the different posts for the different episodes. Conceptually, the Instagram page would have ended up spelling out the word death. You can't really tell it from how it's laid out right now, but that was the original idea and we just, I say we, I just didn't keep up with it. Jeffrey wasn't really involved with the social media. And another thing I want to talk about were the intermission songs because that was really interesting. Maybe one universe over, I would have had more courage and time to do like a dedicated music show, but putting together playlists is really stressful, let alone choosing songs for episodes is really kind of stressful, but I had always wanted there to be an intermission song because uh, you have to play an ad for Radio DePaul either way, and because it's radio, we had the option to play music, so I felt like we gotta use it, right? And it was, like, it started off as more peppy music for the sake of lifting the mood when talking about, you know, death, which is really emotionally weighty. It sort of, like, distracts from that. And then it ended up shifting into just songs that more or less match the theme of the episode, but not necessarily giving care to the mood of the song itself. So I thought that was an interesting thing to share. Another thing I had in my original recordings for this episode were that, or there are like a good handful of things that I'm not a big fan of with this show, but I don't think I'm going to share them. I don't think that's necessarily the note I want to close this show out with, so I guess we'll just never know. It's a great bag. I'm going to miss the show. I'm going to miss seeing my co-host every week. I'm going to miss being at the Radio DePaul station with Misha. So many good memories. And I really want to say thank you to our audience. Thank you so much. You know, we are a podcast at an international fan base. So I want to go over and say thank you to all countries that were listening to us and supporting us along the way. Thank you, United States. Thank you, Japan. Thank you, Germany. Thank you, the United Kingdom. Thank you, Ireland. Thank you, Canada. Thank you, Israel. Thank you, Netherlands. Thank you, India. Thank you, Australia. Thank you, Belgium. Thank you, Philippines. Thank you, Turkey. Thank you, Kuwait. Thank you, Mexico. Thank you, Colombia. Thank you, Switzerland. Thank you, Romania. Thank you, South Africa. Thank you, Poland. Thank you, Indonesia. Thank you, Serbia. Thank you, New Zealand. And thank you, Brazil, for all tuning in to our podcast. Whenever you did, it's so appreciated. You know, 
And we were playing on so many different types of podcast systems. Like it's been such a crazy journey, but thank you for everyone who supported us along the way. Thank you for Charlie for believing in us and loving us on the station. Thank you, Scott, for being a great person who runs Radio DePaul. Thank you, Grace, for being our new manager and helping us if you had any questions. Just thank you to everybody. Thank you, Misha, for being such a great co-host. I've had the time of my life on this podcast. Thank you for Radio DePaul for awarding us with the awards we got this year. I mean, last year with, like, you know, best social media, best talk show, best show. Like, such an honor, such a privilege. Thank you guys for everything. And we will... Hopefully see you again one day, but, you know, never say never. You know, it's the end for now, but it's always just a new beginning. So, bye, guys. Salute to you. Yeah, I think Jeffrey's a little bit better at saying all of those thank yous, but the point still stands. Thank you from me as well, and thank you to Jeffrey for being the other half of this show. Yeah, I just think conceptually Deathropology needs to die Um, Currently, I'm recording in my apartment, and it is a complete disaster because I'm moving out of it relatively soon. There's a lot of really big changes that are going to be happening in my life over this summer, and over the next couple of years, I really don't know what things are going to look like, and that's something that I had really seriously considered when first conceptualizing death apology and thinking about its end and having this intention with it ending with my undergraduate education ending, which I know is a little bit, it's a little bit unfair to Jeffrey to have taken this away, but I know he's planning on having another show this next year for the second year of his master's, so please look out for that. Please continue to support him in his endeavors there. I'm not really sure what we might do in the future, but again, that's why it's the future. Again, thank you to everybody who stuck around. We've had kind of a small but like intimate audience, I'd say, and for that I am grateful. Yeah, goodbye everybody.